Welcome back to Brailcast Extra. Coming up this time, Battle of the Braille Keyboards. A session recorded on Tuesday the 4th of October 2022 and moderated and introduced by Ben Mustill-Rose. Good evening everybody and a very warm welcome to this evening's Masterclass brought to you by the Brailleists. This evening's session is all about Braille keyboards. What is a Braille keyboard? Why might you want one? What can you do with them once you've got them? And uh, how to do all of the things that you could ever possibly want to know about them. And uh, we're going to be focusing on two Braille keyboards in particular this evening, those being the Hable One and the Orbit Writer. And we'll be doing that by introducing uh, our guests in a moment or so who each have experience of one of those keyboards and I know they've got lots and lots of really interesting things to say about them. Uh, so intros in a moment um, but just to give people a sort of quick uh, running order we'll cover some basics first so that everyone's on the same page. Uh, then each of our guests have uh, very kindly prepared a presentation for us about their device. So we'll be uh, really interested in hearing those, I'm sure. And then the, uh, the remainder of the session is going to be all over to you. We will be opening up to our lovely audience and trying to get as many of your Braille keyboard questions answered as possible. All right, so first up, we have a passionate Braille advocate, passionate technologist, passionate about pretty much anything I would say uh, to do with technology, uh, assistive technology and Braille. So great combination for this session. Uh, it's Carla Savage. Carla, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Ben. And hello, everybody. Great to have you. Thank you so, so much for agreeing to, to help us out with this. And you're going to be talking about the Orbit Writer, I believe. Absolutely, yes. Excellent. Well, I know that that's, um, I know that that's a, a popular product here in the UK, at least. Obviously, hot on the heels of the uh, relatively uh, you know, pretty successful, I would say, Orbit Reader. Although, obviously, there are some differences between the two. So definitely looking forward to hearing what you have to say about that. Um, last, but by no means least, a name that will be familiar, hopefully in a good way, to uh, many people who have attended Brailless events previously. It is, of course, the one and only Mel Pritchard. Mel, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad you didn't introduce me as someone passionate about technology because uh, I'm not particularly, so <laughs> good call there. And welcome to Carla. I'm so looking forward to hearing about the uh, the Orbit Writer because I know nothing about it. So it's going to be really great. It's not going to be a battle at all because um, us ladies, we will not battle. We will just enjoy ourselves. We'll, we'll try to keep it civil. Uh, em emphasis on the try. And I know, I, I, think, I think Mel is a bit of a sort of closet technologist, really. The, the inner geek may prevail uh, maybe at some point in the session. You're going to be talking to us about the Hable One, aren't you? I am, yes. I have a Hable One. I've been using it for a couple of months, yes. And a, a quite an interesting device, which we'll get into in, in a moment or two, but, um, you know, sort of maybe uh, sort of a bit more of a newcomer than, um, than some of the other devices that we have on the market. Um, so it's so really, uh, really interesting to hear about that one as well. 
So let's jump straight into it then. And uh, Mel, I wanted to start with you if I could. And I thought it'd be good to, to sort of cover the basics first, right? So I'm pretty sure that most of us know what Braille is, particularly here. I'm pretty sure that most of us have an idea of what a keyboard is, but maybe we're not all that clear about what you get when you put the two together. So um, I know that this is going to vary a little bit from product to product, but I suppose, you know, generically speaking, at a, at a basic level, what do we mean when we say a Braille keyboard? Okay, well, uh, a keyboard, as we say, speaks for itself and however it connects or whatever. But unlike a QWERTY keyboard, <clears throat> which we all know and love, a Braille keyboard is just going to have the basic six keys of Braille plus a couple of um, control keys to help them along the way. So uh, they can be smaller. That's why I got this keyboard uh, because it was smaller. They do call them controllers as well. Sometimes I notice on the Hable One stuff, they talk about controllers. And I suppose they say that because as well as using it as a typing keyboard, you can also control your device. Um, so do some of the gestures that you would normally do with voiceover. So yeah, it's probably the different layout, would you say then, Ben, of the keyboard with the different keys, just the six dots? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good explanation. And, and um, is it fair to say that you you would tend to use these devices with something else? You know, you wouldn't use them on their own. You you would you would use them in combination with another device. Yeah, you're going to connect it to uh, a tablet, a phone, and it will work with Android and. Uh, Apple. I can't say I've used it with Android because I don't have an Android device, but I'm reliably informed it works very well. So you have something like VoiceOver running on your uh, on your Apple device. Uh, what you do do though with these keyboards is you connect it just like a normal keyboard. So uh, just via Bluetooth, uh, you know, just open your Bluetooth, look for the keyboard, and uh, and knock it. It just all pairs very very easily and quickly. Which an advantage to that as well is if you do have a problem with it and you need to unpair it and then pair it again, the whole process is pretty swift and easy. Even for a non-technology person, it's quite easy. Good to hear because I think sometimes technology can be uh, can be sort of quite intimidating. Sometimes you know we talk about all of these terms and and it's it's fine if you know it's fine if you know what they mean, but if you don't, then it can be a bit trickier. Um, Carla, I um, wanted to bring you in now. Um, I, I suppose one of, one, of the, one of the questions that people might be asking is, why would you want one of these? So we've learned that you, you, know, you typically control your phone with them. Um, but some people might say, well, I can, I can use my touchscreen. I, I, can, I can type on my touchscreen perfectly fine, or I can use Braille screen input. What, uh, what, what things do you find that you use your keyboard for? Are there things that you find easier with your uh, Braille keyboard? Are there things that you just can't do without it? Give, give us some, some sort of typical ideas of how you would use it. Okay, well, um, I use mine, yes, with um, an iPhone and texting is nice and straightforward um, with it, which is which is really good. You can text, you can email. And the good thing about that is you can text or email for a longer period of time because it's more comfortable to type. Um, the other thing I've done with mine is I've paired mine to my Apple Watch, which um, I have a, a Series 5 Apple Watch, and you can't, you can only dictate on there. Whereas having the Orbit Writer connect to it, I can now text on my watch, which is fantastic. Um, so I don't actually have to. Um, 
then uh, dictate everything on my watch. And, it, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. And the other thing um, that you can do, of course, as you said earlier about using the keyboards as controllers, sometimes you it's just nice to have physical buttons under your fingers. And when you're using a phone and you're needing to put in things like um, a telephone banking um details and pushing buttons that way actually having that keyboard under your fingers and being able to do that gives you much more confidence than you would if you were just using a touch screen because i think most of us have been there where um you know you, you get given you know 10 seconds to enter your, your pin on on a some kind of phone system and you're sort of scrambling to take the phone away from your ear and you're thinking oh where's the keypad Whereas, exactly. yeah, 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 I know the feeling. So um, that's that's a great example. Um, Mel, is is there is there anything else that you find yourself using yours for that we haven't covered? Uh, Carla's pretty much covered it. I would say though, I used to use browse screen input, and um, I was never going to get a keyboard. I was perfectly happy with browse screen input, but uh, the idea, as Carla says, of having those physical buttons when you're in quite a noisy environment on the bus or whatever you know it's going to be typing in what you're hoping it types in. Whereas with browse screen input, I used to have the odd problem. So that was what convinced me to get one um, because, you know, quite often on noisy buses or whatever. Well, that's great. And I think we're going to dive into some more use cases a little bit later, particularly if people have questions about them. Um, I'd like to move on to the presentations now. So as a quick reminder, we're going to hear a presentation about, uh, we're going to go for the Orbit Writer first from Carla, and then we'll go to the Hable one from Mel shortly after Carla's. Hi everyone, it's Carla. I'm going to give you an overview of the Orbit Writer. So let's just go over what it looks like to start with. I can give you the exact measurements, but I will give you an approximation of what it feels like. It's very light, it's made of plastic, and the plastic feels a little bit sort of rough to the touch, it's not completely smooth. It's 3.2 ounces, which is 90 grams, so it is nice and light. So that's 6.3 by 2.6 by 0.3 inches, and if you prefer that in centimetres, that's 16 by 6.5 by 0.8 centimetres. But if you're anything like me and you somebody reads you those kind of measurements, you think, well, I've no idea what that feels like. So I measured it against my SE 2020 iPhone that I have. It is fractionally narrower than the iPhone. And in length, I could just get a finger underneath. So it was just the iPhone's length plus a finger extra. So that's how long it is. It has four rubber feet on the bottom. That helps to stabilise the Orbit Writer if you have it on a desk. Or if you're like me, I have mine on a lanyard when you have it on lanyard it will hang down and the bottom of the orbit writer will rest against you so it feels like you're holding a hymn book so it's quite nice to actually type in that position i find 
So the physical layout, it has a circular keypad which has up, down, left and right and in the centre has a select button. And to me those little buttons remind me of little orange segments and they each have a little line on them so they're nice and tactile. The centre it's a little circle and the whole circle is located in the middle but just slightly below the top edge of the unit. To the left of the keypad are three keys and they're oval shaped and that's dots one, two and three and to the right of the circle is four, five and six. Below the circle is the space bar which is long, again it's oval shaped but it's a long, a very long oval and then to the left of it is dot seven, a small same oval shaped as the keys and dot eight is to the right of the space bar. It uses Bluetooth 5.0 to connect to your iPhone so you can connect it up to five devices plus connecting it to a computer via USB. In order to pair your Orbit Writer with your iPhone you would take the following steps. Turn the device on by pressing down and up arrows simultaneously you will then feel a short vibration. Then press space plus dots one plus left arrow. This will then put you in pairing mode in channel one. Then go to your iPhone, open up settings, accessibility, voiceover, braille, and look for orbit reader and a number after it. This will be your orbit writer. Double tap on this and you will then be connected. Sounds a little confusing why VoiceOver calls it Orbit Reader and it's an Orbit Writer. Well, yes it is, but well, we'll forgive it just this once. The unit uses haptic feedback to tell you what it's doing. So let's turn this unit on and you will hear the haptic feedback for the on sound. So that is now switched on. So I'm now going to open up my iPhone. Nine fourteen p.m. Batteries widget. Carlos Essie, forty-four percent charged. Okay. Now what I have noticed with this device is that it will, according to the instructions, give you haptic feedback when you are connected. However, I have found that in recent iOS updates it doesn't always do that so I generally check by pressing the right arrow key Carla's Apple watch watch 59% charged now did you hear those two bzz, bzz, as it did it to tell me it was connected that's what it should do automatically but it doesn't always so you now know that this is connected so I can navigate my home screen by pressing the right and left arrows Messages, three unread mess calendar, photos, camera, weather apps, notes, reminder, clock, iTunes, clock, remote notes, weather apps, camera, photos, calendar, messages, batteries, Carlos SE, 44% charged. So if I wanted to go to my status bar at the top, I could press space and S. Cellular, four of four bars, 
Signal strength. Status bar item. And I could write arrow. O2 UK. Beat negative 7 MCJ 9.15 PM. And then I could press space and H to go to back to my home screen. Home. Batteries. Widget. Carlos SE. 43% charged. I can go to the end of the screen by pressing space with dots four five six. Doc Safari. And likewise to the beginning of the screen, at the top of the screen with dots space and one two three. You can switch braille tables by pressing space with dots two three and six, and this will cycle you through six dot eight dot and contracted braille. You can also change your braille tables by using the rotor command, which is space with dots 5 and 6 to move right, and space and dots 2 and 3 to move left with the rotor. Get to braille tables, and then you can either flick up or down with space with dot 3 or space with dot 6. So, what do I do with this thing then? Well. I use it to write texts, write emails, and I've used it to be able to navigate my home screen or in an app, especially if I'm playing media. It's quite nice to be able to use this device to be able to control my media. I have also paired this device to other phones. I have paired it to my Apple Watch, which has been fun, because then I can write texts on my watch. I have also used it with an Amazon Fire tablet to be able to write in Braille on there. Plus, I have tried using it with my screen reader. I use JAWS and it works perfectly well with it. My main use though, however, is with my iPhone for work and home. The good thing about the Orbit Writer, if you use a Braille display currently and you're used to using a Braille display with iOS, the commands are exactly the same. There's no need to learn any new commands at all. You can find a list of commands that you can use by going to Settings, Accessibility, VoiceOver, and flicking or arrowing, depending on whether you're using your screen or your Orbit Writer, down to Commands, and then going to Orbit Reader. And there you will find various categories device interaction button keyboard button navigation button rotor button voiceover button so battery usage then i've managed to have this orbit writer last for three days approximately that's what the manual says and that's about right it takes about two hours to charge and when you plug it in you feel a haptic vibration and when you unplug it, you also feel a haptic vibration and it will give you a long vibration to tell you that it's fully charged. If it gives you anything else, then you know it's not fully charged and it will give you pulses to show you how much battery charge it has. You can check the battery status by pressing space and up arrow. So I'm going to do that now. I'm going to hold the Orbit Writer up to the microphone and you should be able to hear my battery status. There we go. 
you had one long beep so it's still f fully charged. So you get haptic feedback from the device when you're connected to Bluetooth, when you're switching channels and there are lots more and this can be a little bit confusing to remember what means what. When you turn the device off for example you get this which is the long pulse which seems to be similar to the battery status. When you turn it back on you get a short pulse. So it's a case of learning what key combinations you're pressing to expect a particular haptic feedback. I must admit I have to refer to the manual to remember what is what to be honest. When your battery level gets to 20% you start then getting three short pulses every minute to plug your device in to charge. So what in my opinion are the drawbacks? Well I feel that there are two. The first one is haptic feedback. You have to be able to remember what the device is communicating back to you. There are only two types of haptic feedback, short pulses and long pulses. So you have to remember the key combinations of what you pressed and what to expect from the device to understand what it's trying to tell you. The second and the main problem with this device is connectivity. I have had a fight with this device. I lost connection and had to reset it and then it took me ages to manage to reconnect to my phones. I know of other people who have had the same issue but once connected and established it is a very nice device to use. The keyboard is a very nice feeling keyboard. You can definitely feel the feedback from the keys as you type. The unit is lightweight it is a Perkins style keyboard so it feels very natural and it is made of a rugged construction. The other major factor is the cost. RNIB sell this product. The catalogue number is HT384 and the price is £129.99 excluding VAT and £155.99 including VAT. I hope you found this presentation useful. Do feel free to ask any questions that you have regarding the Albert Writer. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for that, Carla. What what a what a great presentation there. Um, I, I was I was struck um, I was struck there by when you were navigating around the device, just how quickly you were able to do that. Um, and I guess when you're when you're typing, you know, if you're typing a text, that is going to be drastically quicker than than pretty much any method that you could use if you were just using a touchscreen, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is very very quick. And I liked the idea of you just having that on on your lanyard, you know, um, that I hadn't really thought of before. Yeah, it's it's really nice. You can literally type anywhere. If you're out and about and you're standing in the middle of the street with your dog or something and you think, oh, I just need to send this quick text, you know, you've got it on you. You can just like fire up your phone and off you go. And um, ever so quickly, have you have you tried that using Bluetooth headphones as well? So have you done the the sort of phone in your pocket, headphones on, 
orbit writer on your lanyard com- uh, combination. Yes. Yeah. And it works a treat. It really does. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you ever so much for that. Um, we're now going to talk about the Hable One with Mel. Uh, Mel, take it away. Oh, first, thanks to Carla. That was really, really interesting. I've learned an awful lot. Uh, yeah, let's turn to the Hable One then. Um, there are a lot of similarities between these presentations, so I'll try and make it a little bit well as different as I can. Um, Size-wise, um, surprised how small the Orbit Writer was because the the Hable One um, is, I would say, similar size to, um, and I think iPhone Six is what they liken it to in the blurb, but. Um, I have a, a 12 and it's a little bit smaller um, length and width than my iPhone 12, but thicker. Um, and, and that's a good thing that it's um, that it's thicker because you ha- hold the Hable in your hand. So when we come to that part, it is useful um, to be able to get your hands around it if it's a little bit thicker. If we want um, measurements, we've got uh, 100 mil by 46 by 8. Those are millimetres. Um, it's 90 grams, says the blurb, which I think is similar. I think that's the same as the Orbit Writer. My goodness. Um, so nice and light. I have heard people say they don't like it because it's plasticky and it feels a little bit cheap. But for me, the fact that it is light, I'm quite happy with that because, uh, as Carla says, if you're holding it in your hand um, and or hands and writing on it, you want something as comfortable in your hands as possible. Uh, battery life, uh, they say 50 hours. Well, I think I charge mine um, probably once a fortnight, maybe, might be a little more often if I use it more, but uh, so it does seem to last quite a long time. Uh, trying to think of something, yes, the the one thing I don't like so much about it, well, I think about it now, is the Bluetooth connection, although it's great and nice and quick to connect. To my knowledge, you just connect it to one device and, and maybe somebody will correct me on that. Whereas uh, I do like the idea of something that will connect to more than one device. That would be wonderful. But uh, never mind. Uh, I have what I have. So, um, as I say, plasticky material, uh, nice and light. Um, Before I go on to the actual buttons, I will say that it works with um, Android and Apple devices. Uh, I say I use it with Apple. Uh, Similar to the Orbit as well, you do have this haptic feedback. So when I I turn it on, I am going to get, um, (laughs) if I can get close enough to the, yeah, you get a couple of uh, beeps and then to say it's connected and then you you get a, a beep as well for the battery well it's not really a beep you know what I mean a vibration we should say uh, what you don't get is anything when you turn it off which to me is a shame so let's move on then to the the keys we, we talked about braille keyboards having six keys and a couple of control keys and that's exactly what we have here I'm holding the Hable one between the two the palms of my hands but upright so that the keys are away from me if anyone's used braille screen input and used it in um, screen away mode that's the kind of way I'm holding the Hable one so if I hold it correctly the three fingers on my left hand index middle and ring fingers will fall on dots one two and three and the three fingers on my right hand will fall on dots four, five, and six going downwards. Um, The two control keys, which seem to be referred to as dot seven and dot eight in the manuals, um, 
the dot seven is to the left hand edge and dot eight to the right hand edge. And I get to those just by pulling one of my fingers across to reach them. And of course, using these control keys mean you have a whole lot of extra um, key combinations. And something with the Hable as well, to give you even more combinations, you can hold down letters such as one, two and five, the letter H. If you hold it down, you jump to the home screen um, and dots one and two for the B, you would uh, go back. Uh, so that's the back command. So you do have quite a lot of navigation options there as well. I'm not going to go through all of the navigation options. Um, I will turn it on. We will see if uh, just just to try and show you if my phone will open. Yes, we, we are. Um, similarly, you have navigation options with the Hable to navigate to do the same thing as a right or left flick. So navigating through the screen, you hold key at seven and tap on key eight. Shopping folder. It's going through. If I go backwards, just the other way around, hold key eight this time and just keep tapping key seven. So if I wanted to go into something like notes, um, because it's a long way down the screen, if I couldn't be bothered to um, flick all the way through to find notes, I can do a search. So if I hold keys one, two and four, that is the letter F, of course, hold that down. Enter search text. Enter search text. So if I type notes and press enter, which incidentally is dots four and eight, notes. it's jumped me to the notes app. So I didn't have to keep flicking around and everything. Uh, to do the equivalent of a double tap to open the notes app, if I hit keys seven and eight together, I'm in the notes, notes. app. And similarly, uh, we, we I, Carla did this on the orbit as well um, in a similar way with dots one, two and three um, to go to the top of the screen, four, five and six to the bottom. I know Carla did it with the spacebar. With the Hable, the keys are the same, but you just hold them down. You don't use a spacebar with them. So if I, I know that in notes, the new note uh, is button is at the end of the screen. So if I hold down dots four, five and six. Note. New note, double tap. So that on the Hable was keys seven and eight. New note, note. And there I am is in. Point of start. Sorry to interrupt you, phone. <laughs> there I am in a note. So uh, I am at the moment in grade two Braille. If I did want to change the grade, I would do that by holding dots one, two, four, and five. So I remember that by the letter G for uh, grade. And I can change from grade one to grade two. But just for now, um, what I didn't mention before when I was going through the keys, if I make a mistake and I want to press backspace, I would use the key seven for that. If I want to put a space, I use key eight. So just a few words. This is a test to see how easy it is to type on the capital table one. There we go. So you can type quite quickly. I didn't type uh, probably as quick as I could do, but um, quick enough for my needs. And if I press the backspace, space, full stop. there e it goes. It's o space e. deleting. So that's just a little bit of typing just to show that it can be done. 
there are lots and lots of commands um, for navigating the phone as well, answering calls, um, all the things that we do with our phones. What I do like about it, we, we've said you know, the reasons why we have it. I like the idea um, of being able to just leave my phone in my bag or my pocket and use as just as Carla does use my Hable One. Uh, when, when I'm out and about, I have tried it with headphones. I wear um, bone conduction headphones and it works absolutely fine with Bluetooth headphones. So uh, that all seems to work well. I don't get any sort of lag or not a significant one anyway. So I think I'm going to probably leave it there for now, uh, Ben, and uh, you can ask any questions. I probably won't be able to answer them, but you can certainly try and we can move along. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that, Mel. Um, really, really great presentation there. Um, I, I liked your tip around um, using the find feature as well. Um, I mean, we, we should point out that that isn't specific to the Hable, it's in iOS, but actually that's quite a useful feature if you're navigating, your, like you say, your home screen with, um, with a Braille keyboard or a Braille display, actually, isn't it? It is certainly. I'm just a bit lazy. I like if there's a quick way, I find it. Well, well, why not, right? You know, because <laughs> I mean, you, we we all love technology, but also, you know, it's also good to get things done quickly, isn't it? Um, right. Well, thank you both. Um, some great content there. Um, it's now time to hear from you, our lovely audience. So, if you have a question about anything that you have heard or maybe something that you haven't heard that we haven't covered or maybe you have a braille keyboard and you want to give us feedback on yours do you do anything interesting with yours or maybe you've decided actually you know what this isn't for me we we really really want to hear all of your opinions and um couple of questions in the chat already someone's uh, talking about you can connect the Hable up to five different devices, um, they, they believe. So thank you for that. Um, quick question for you, Carla. And uh, we, we should point out that um, if there's anything that we don't know the answer to, we will be making a recording of this session available on our website, on our media page, braillists.org media. And there will be an accompanying handout that will have um, some resources that you can uh, that you can use to learn a little bit more about these products if we don't quite know something right now. Um, a question about Carla: um, How do you reset the Orbit Writer? Yes, you can reset it. You would press the up arrow um, plus dot eight um, keys together, and that resets the whole. Um, keyboard and um, back to factory defaults and you can completely start again if you really get stuck that's how you would do it definitely good to know that thank you carla we're going to come to tracy now and after tracy we're going to come to uh, i believe it's pronounced neva uh neva fairchild but uh now tracy you are good to go hi um i would like to make a comment about the Orbit Writer and the Hable. I have both. The Orbit Writer, I found that um, I use an Android device. And um, so I didn't find there was any connection problem. But like like what um, Carla said about the vibrations was, you know, something to try to remember. I found it, um, you had to press sometimes quite a few keys to to do a an operation um but i liked it then i got the hable um and 
I find it more intuitive to use. I find it easier to remember things. Um, um, and uh, I, I just, I, I find it better for, for my purposes. That's interesting. So is it, is it kind of like the, the sort of ergonomics of the device then, do you reckon? Um, no, I find it easier to remember because the dot seven and eight are important. You can press it with different letters or um, I just find it less keys. I mean, I guess technically you're not pressing less keys so you might press the braille H and dot seven or eight or something like that. But sometimes you just don't even have to hold seven, eight. You just hold the H down and it will take you to the home. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot for that, Tracy. I think Tracy has a really good point with with that. And what I did as a little tip, if anybody does get something like this, uh, rather than trying to learn all the key commands together, I sort of made a little list of the ones that I needed and the ones I was going to use so that I didn't have to try and read the whole manual and learn the whole lot. And then I just gradually built them up. Um, for instance of that, um, I did find with the Hable sometimes I had a, a problem getting the on-screen keyboard back on my phone. So I got into the habit of holding down dots one, four and six when I'd finished typing and that brought my on-screen keyboard back. And it was something that it took me ages to find. I mean, it was there in the manual, I just missed it. So yeah, just, you know, look at what's best for you and learn it a bit at a time. Can, can I say one more thing about Pable? Of course. Um, it is only U, UEB. That's important to know too. Because I usually use, um, when I'm using things like that, I use computer Braille, um, because I'm used to using a Braille display on the computer you can't you have to use uh, ueb it is very true ueb grade one or grade two but yes ueb that's the difference with the orbit writer because you can use whatever um braille table you you have supported in your iphone so that's the a difference there but yeah the same tip would apply actually mel you know writing down the 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 um key combinations that you're likely to need um is a good tip even with the orbit writer too make yourself a quick reference um and i think there's a comment in the chat about uh, they potentially um support different forms of uh, contracted versus uncontracted braille but i think that's probably one of those things to, to have a look in the manual for i'm going to come to neva next and then uh, after that we'll come to some questions in the chat. Uh, so with apologies if I've mispronounced your name, Neva, you are now unmuted. Thank you so much. No, you pronounced it exactly right. I'm in Texas and I've never heard of the Hable One before and I'm wondering if you know if it's available in the United States. Got a message from the chat from Jenny saying yes it is. Um, apparently Mystic Access will sell it to you. Okay, thank you. And that is why our audience are so important because uh, we we don't know we don't know everything definitely not. Um, hope that hope that helps. A um, couple of chat questions now before we go to James Bowden. Um, question from Amanda: How do you how do you move between different home screens using your using your devices? Do, you, uh, do does anyone know? I think that's a question for for both panelists. Well, with the orbit, you would do a space plus the letter O to move um, 
forward and space plus dots two, um, four and six to move the other way. And it is similar because you're using the scrolling action with the Hable as well, the right and left scroll, um, which I've just had a mental block, but I think you hold down the keys, the same keys, but you hold them down rather than um, just pressing space with them. Um, and of course, you can also, if you wish to, go down to the bottom of the home screen and, um, you know, go to use the, the picker and do it that way. So you can do it either way. So a few different options depending on which one works best for you. Um, another question for the two of you, um, this is from Ed. Given most people's experience with writing Braille uh, revolves around a Perkins, uh, typically, um, i.e. you know, six dot type device, uh, how do you find typing speeds uh, compared to a Perkins versus your devices of choice? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um... I would say it's probably slightly slower, but not a lot. Um, and what's nice about certainly, I, I mean, I have um, played a little tiny weeny bit with a, with a Haber one, but I know with the Orbit Writer, you've got a nice uh, key sound. So if I, yeah, so you can hear that, and so you can you can really feel what's going on under your fingers so you can get quite a nice typing speed um up on on certainly on the orbit and you can on the Hable too um and i think i probably type at a similar speed i've not really thought about it and you get these um i've now just messed up my phone by trying to <laughs> there we go uh so this is live can't you um so yeah you, you by pressing the keys you can get a nice good click so you know exactly what you're doing um so very very similar answer i think Good, good. Uh, great to hear. We're going to come to James Bowden now. And after James, we're going to come to uh, someone who is Braille Edge 314. Um, I think that may be Carol. Uh, James, you are now unmuted. Thank you. Um, Mel, this is to you, really. Um, Carla gave us the orientation of the keys on the Orbit Writer. The keys on the Hable One are different. They're not horizontally are they no they are um i probably didn't explain it quite well enough but they are if you're holding the hable up your fingers are vertical so because you've got it between your two hands um dot one two and three fit on your your, your three left fingers in a vertical because um, your your fingers are curled around it, so uh, they are vertical, James. Yes. And so so dot one is under which finger? Your index finger. And where's dot seven in relation to dot one? Is it next to it, or is it next to dot three? It's to the left. So you sort of pull your finger back a little bit to to get um, to the dot seven because it's sort of behind. It's a slightly larger key. The dot seven and dot eight are slightly larger so that you can feel them. So you just sort of pull your finger back a little bit, your left finger. Your, your index finger. Either, because sometimes you might want to use one of your other fingers. If you're using your index finger for something else, you might want to uh, pull your second finger back. So uh, because they're bigger, you can choose which finger you use for the dots seven or eight. Okay. And the other thing you didn't mention was the price. I didn't. No, I thought I'd surprise you. <laughs> uh, I have, when I last checked, 
without VAT, 28680 with VAT. Thank you. Thank you for that, James. And uh, Mel, I was uh, I was sort of trying to type some Braille uh, just using my using my fingers um, in that in that orientation, and um, and I, I guess that takes a bit of getting used to. I didn't find that because I'd been using my phone in um, screen away mode, so that's why probably why you can actually. What I didn't say is you can change the key layout. Uh, to have it the opposite way around. So if you prefer to have um, dots one, two, and three the opposite way around, uh, you can you can change that in the settings. There is a, a Hable menu, which I didn't go into. Uh, so for something like battery status, you would hold a combination of all six dots down and then you could press dots three and six and you would get the battery status in the same way as Carla did um, with haptic feedback. Um, and, and in that menu, uh, there are lots of other things such as this business of changing the key layout. So if it really doesn't suit you, you can change it. Good to know. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, James. Um, quite a few hands to get through. Um, so we're going to come to Braille Edge 314 next. And after you, we're going to come to Dawn. Uh, you are good to go, Braille Edge 314. So this the, the story um, for me was um, the... Uh, Orbit Writer came out in the US um, like months before and I was like I want one I want one for like ages and then all of a sudden the R&IB were selling them and I'll, I'll be honest I was a little bit disappointed because I found that connecting it to one device was great if you didn't faff about with another device at the same time Connecting it to more than one device, I have not been able to be successful at all. Um, but the the upside of it is, you know, girls, when you're just going out and all you want is your phone and your purse, you can get this thing in as well because it's so small. And it really, for me, putting the, I think someone mentioned uh, the headphones, the, um, what do they call them, the Aftershock ones. They work brilliantly when you're doing that, like especially if you're walking, if you go on a long, long walk, um, it's absolutely brilliant then, uh, especially if you just got it connected to one device. But I don't know why, but for some reason, I just cannot get it to do what it's meant to do in that way. And it's quite frustrating. But if you just want it for your phone, it's amazing. Well, it's interesting you say that, Carol, because I've actually got it connected to two phones simultaneously and it's working fine. Now, there has possibly, um, maybe since you've had yours, been an update, um, which I have updated mine. So that may fix some of those issues. Um, it's worth a try. It would be if I knew how to do the update. I just can't understand. <laughs> right. OK, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I need to talk you through that at some point. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> okay. Good to hear everyone's different experiences, though. And yeah, as you say, you know, anything. I mean, I'm I'm on board with anything that means that I can travel lighter whilst still being productive. You know, instead of having to take. You know, I remember back when when you know iPhones first came out, I was taking a proper full size Bluetooth keyboard. Glad that I don't have to do that anymore. Definitely. Uh, we're going to come to Dawn next, and after Dawn, we're going to come to Mitch. Uh, Dawn, you are now good to go. 
Okay, um, I got a couple of things. So first of all, um, for anybody who listens to Mosin at Large podcast, um, he did do a demo of the Hable One. He did have one on his show on episode 199. And second, um, if okay, so I'm hearing about a lot of these commands, and I have to confess, I have a Braille display, and um, I'm wondering how many of these commands would apply to also a Braille display. I know the status bar would, but like, how how many of these other commands would? Because I'm I've had my display since November, and I'm still trying to figure out how to use the darn thing. Almost a year, almost a year later. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of them are similar, aren't they? There are uh, you know, things like the beginning and end with the dots one, two, three, or dots four, five, and six with, with corded on a brow displacer with a space bar. A lot of them are similar, um, but yeah, they're, they're also unique to certain brow displays. So if you have a particular one, it's probably just best to stick to, to the manual for that one, maybe. Yeah, okay. Hard work, though. But but similar to what we said about um, think to yourself, right, what do I want to do with this thing? So try not to tr- do everything at once, but just start with the basics and, you know, pick up and make some notes of a few commands and just do it gradually rather than trying to do it all at once. Definitely do baby steps. And you quite often find um, certainly with the Orbit Writer that's very similar to a lot of Braille displays. I've used... Um, a Focus 14 uh, and 40 plus um, a Brilliant BI 40 and now this. And it's very, very similar to what you do with a Braille display um, on the Orbit Writer. Hope that helps, Dawn. Sorry to chivvy you along a little bit there, um, but definitely uh, let us know how you get on with that and uh, get back in touch if you've got any questions. Thank you for your suggestion of Mosin at large as well. We'll be sure to include that in the handout we're going to come to Mitch now, and after Mitch, we're going to come to Marsha. Uh, Mitch, you are good to go. Hi, guys. So I have a Braille, uh, um, like an Orbit writer, and I agree about the commands. I find they're a bit, uh, it's it's quite a bit to, uh, to learn all at once and stuff. I have been referring to the manual, but something I found was I did find it a bit difficult when I was trying to pair it with my phone and stuff like that. And so I had to refer to the manual for that. So I'm wondering, like, I've been thinking about getting a, a um, Hable one, and I'd be interested to kind of be compare to be able to compare the two, how they work and stuff. Because what I find is, is uh, kind of where I'm getting hung up on is if I'm writing on the Orbit writer and I have to put in like a symbol, like a period or something like that, then I find I'm I can't figure out how to put in the period or if I want to, if I make a mistake, how to delete what I've been writing. Um, I'm used to writing in grade one Braille. I don't know UEB. It was, I was never taught it when I was at the blind school because I went to it before UEB started being, you know, being used and things like that. So those are basically just my thoughts and, and uh, stuff. And if people actually if people are, if there's any Canadians on this list, apart from myself, the uh, CNIB here in Canada does sell the um, Hable One. Any quick thoughts on that, Mel? Any, any tips? Uh, well, 
I, I think uh, as the gentleman or as he has a, an orbit writer, I think I'd probably stick with that and just try and see if you can get used to that rather than get another device and have to, um, you know, get used to different commands. That might be even more confusing, I think. You can switch the Braille tables um, on your phone to, um, you might want to try six dot. And if you wanted to do um, a period, then then you can do, you know, switch to computer Braille and just, you know, learn those because they would transport across whatever device you're using. And, and that way, um, when you're trying to enter in things like passwords and stuff like that, then it's a lot easier to do if you're typing those in computer Braille. Um, and it's just a case of learning your, the what the key combination is, is for the for the various punctuation. Once you got that down, then it's not too bad to do. It's just um, it's just a case of um, you know familiarization. Once you got it down, you you should be good. Great stuff. Hope that helps, Mitch. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Mel. We're going to come to Marsha now. And after Marsha, we're going to come to Reginald. Uh, Marsha, you are now unmuted. I have, I guess I have not found the problem with transitioning because I have a Focus 40, an Orbit 40, and a Hable one. <laughs> and uh, when it comes to the phone and everything, I like the Hable one, and then when I come to the orbit braille display, I sometimes uh, do that if I want to just, I'm sick and tired of the blat, blat, blat of the speech, and I turn the thing off, I can read it in braille, you know. So uh, I guess I have never found the commands and stuff to be particularly weird as far as learning three different, you know, commands on three different uh, devices you know so perhaps it's a bit like learning a language is it then where the more languages you learn the easier it is because you find similarities the more you the, the more devices you have yes uh and as far as getting the Hable one for all of the united states uh people uh you can get it from north state com, i believe that's really useful to know. Thank you for that, Marsha. And great to hear that they're working so well for you as well. Uh, we're going to come to Reginald next. And then depending on uh, how much time we have left, we may uh, try to get to some other hands as well. Uh, Reginald, you're all ready now. Oh, hello. I just... Um... <clears throat> Wondered if anybody has made a neck pouch or, you know, with a lanyard uh, so that you could type a little easier on the go than just using the wrist strap for the table one. Um, I do have uh, one and I'm, I'm still just learning it, but it has got some really deep functionality. One thing on the iPhone and maybe it's just in the newer operating systems that I noticed is that I think you can actually dial touch tones when you're on a phone call so for managing a banking system or different accounts um, um you know where you have to enter things into to a phone tree um, and and so that would be helpful and i know that uh, the ing sign 346 turns 
quick nav on and off. Um, I wondered if you could go into commands under voiceover and get to the table commands command list like you can with the Orbit Reader. I think that would be a good thing for them to add. And I have been in correspondence with them. I understand they're going to add the U.S. Um, contracted Braille table to that because a lot of people were requesting that. Um, maybe we'll be getting more Braille tables over time and also that they are considering and actually working on uh, multi-device support because it does use Bluetooth 5.0 low energy. And uh, I think that the connection is a lot more stable and doesn't drop letters as much as the Orbit Rider. The one thing I love about the Orbit Rider is it seems to be much quieter to type on or Braille on. Um, than the Hable one. And if you had a room full of those, it would be pretty distracting, I would think. Um, but I do think that it's really durable and lightweight, and uh, I don't mind the vertical key orientation at all. Great to hear your feedback on that, and great to know some of the stuff that they're already uh, working on. Um, I'm afraid, now we've got a couple of hands, but I'm afraid we are out of time this evening. Um, Carla, Mel, thank you ever so much. A, a really popular session and a, a session that, that um, clearly, clearly needed to be done because actually I, I think it's fair to say that, you know, some things that are similar between the devices, but then also lots of things that are sort of quite different and many things to consider in purchasing them. Um, we're going to have to wrap things up now. Um, but uh, Carla, uh, where where can we where can we find you? Do you have uh, anything that you want to uh, plug for us before we go? Anything else that you're involved in? Well, yes. Um, I if if anybody decides that they want to use um, the Orbit Writer with other devices such as an Amazon Fire tablet, I do run an Amazon Fire tablet WhatsApp group. So if you want to get in touch with the Brailists, I'm sure we can. Um, set you up with that if if you want to try that sort of thing with a with one of those but yes i mean do feel free to contact um the braillists and then i i'm more than happy to answer email questions if you have them we can liaise uh mel any any final thoughts not really thanks for having me and uh likewise if there's any questions i'm sure if they come through help at braillist.org or somewhere similar i think that's the address um sure they'll find me Carla, Mel, and of course, by no means least, our lovely audience, thank you ever so much for making this um, an incredibly useful session. I know I've learned a lot. Uh, that's about it for now. I have been Ben Mustel-Rose on behalf of all of the Braillists. Take care, stay safe, and bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Braillecast Extra. You can find more Braille-related content by subscribing to Braillecast, all one word, in your podcast client of choice, or listening to Braillecast, connecting the dots for Braillists everywhere on your smart speaker. For the latest information about future Braillist events and how to join live, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter at braillists.org slash newsletter slash sign up. You can also visit our events page at braillists.org slash events. If you have comments on this recording or suggestions of topics or guests for future events, we'd love to hear from you. Please email help at braillists.org. 
You can also find the Braylists on Twitter at Braylists or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Foundation. Finally, if you like what you've heard, spread the word. We welcome new listeners and live participants alike, so if you know other people who are interested in Braille, please tell them where to find us. In the meantime, on behalf of everyone at the Braillists, thanks for listening and bye for now. The costs of producing this episode were defrayed by a grant from the Activate Fund of the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust. For more information, visit wcmt.org.uk.